think that's the biggest part of it. Anybody as a right. board can bring people together. You know, the technology is open to us all, right? Anybody can right. use pages, landing pages, click funnels, whatever. It doesn't matter, whatever yeah. the technology is. But I think the relationship is important. And that's my secret sauce over the years. This is Show Your Business Who's Boss. Listen in on behind the scenes, unfiltered conversations with my favorite business owner friends who take charge and make their businesses work for them. Don't just be your own boss, show your business who's boss. I'm Pia Silva. On today's episode, I'm chatting with an old friend of mine from my networking days, someone who is a shot of energy and optimism every time I catch up with him, boss of his business, Ramon Ray. Ramon is the founder of Smart Hustle Media, a content platform for small businesses. He's also a global speaker, event host and producer, and the best-selling author of Celebrity CEO. But when I think of Ramon, I think of one of the best networkers I know, and his track record shows it. Not only is he a highly sought-after commentator on marketing, technology, mindset, startups, and more, his expertise and networking skills have taken him to the White House to present to the president's staff. He's testified to Congress. He was with Ivanka Trump in India for the last Global Entrepreneurship Summit. And he even interviewed President Obama in the president's first live video chat. How cool is that? We caught up recently and covered topics such as how Ramon monetizes his personal brand without doing any coaching programs or selling digital products, how all entrepreneurs seem naturally addicted to the hustle, and turning that hustle into the smart hustle. So buckle up. Here we go. Ramon Ray, welcome to the show. How Great to have you here. Pia, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here and happy to learn from you, as I was saying in the green room on your email list. So I feel like I hear from you and get your wisdom all the time. And I'm excited and honored that you decided to have me join you for discussion with your crew. So thanks. Oh, thank you. Yes. And we were actually just saying, I was like, I feel like I see you all the time because you are everywhere, which is one of the things that I love about you is when did we meet? Like, like, Maybe. It's been a couple of years ago. I know I yeah. met you through a mutual company that we know, and I think it's uh, uh, three, four, five. It could be oh, no, no. Six, oh seven, no, probably. it's like seven or eight. Yes, yes. yes seven, I've known you a long time. Yeah. It's time flies. But what's cool is that I've I met a lot of people during that time when I was heavy in the networking. But you're one of the people that really stuck out and feels like has been in my world ever since. Mm. Where so many people drop off, and part of that is because you are just. You crush it at marketing. You crush it at showing up. You always show up with such a great energy. So I'll stop talking. I'm going to let you first. No, I, uh, <laughs> well, I can just keep telling you how awesome you are. So I want to first start maybe tell us a little bit about the empire that you've built sure. because you've had your hands in a lot of stuff is how it seems from sure. the outside at least. So tell me a little bit about your main business and we'll talk about the other things. I know you're doing lots of stuff, but sure, tell sure. me about your main business first. Absolutely. And again, yeah. probably there's only one business, but I do a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but usually one, one check that I get or a few, but bottom line about me, P and again, thanks for having me is that I own smart hustle media, which is a small agency that does primarily two to three things. So one, I work with large brands, as you know, helping them better reach small businesses, SAP, Microsoft, Salesforce, doesn't matter, tons of brands, you know, that are that are focused on reaching small businesses. I'm not alone in this kind of the influencer marketing space. You know, they hire me to be on Twitter chats, webinars, host event, represent them in some way, shape or form. So that's one. Two, then as you do as well, there's Ramon as the speaker. So I'm a paid speaker pre-COVID and during COVID. So pre-COVID, nice. of course, free shelter in place, um, flying around the world, going to all over the countries, Aruba, all over the place, and speaking on stages. And of course, now I do that in front of a video camera. So online conferences, uh, I have to pull that energy and, hey, everybody, even yeah. though I'm me. So those are the two main things I do is the agency part of content development and uh, helping large brands, and then Ramon Ray as an influencer in his own right. Uh, and of course, little projects here and there, I tried to. St I started a small nonprofit, not a, like officially IRS version, but I'm always surfing and working in the community. Cool. Okay, and it's called Smart Hustle Media, and there's a magazine. Uh, correct. Me, start I, out. I, yeah, I want to. I want to understand how this business is set up. I'm very curious. Sure. The okay. vision was to start out to be a magazine like Inc. and Entrepreneur. And mm -hmm. we did publish two or three, I believe it was, editions when I first started out about five. Or, or more years ago. That vision 
wouldn't say it stopped because I still have it in my heart, Pia. I want to have a mm-hmm. print magazine. I believe in print, but yet I think it's just unrealistic and the market has shifted as of today. So, right. So, hence, Smart Hustle Media, similar to an Inc., Entrepreneur, Forbes, mm-hmm. we produce an interview content for about small business owners. Not unlike you do, differences, mm-hmm. of course, I don't have individual clients or coaching, things like that. For mm-hmm. me, it's, it is a media company, content, monetization, ads, things of that nature. Gotcha. Okay, so ads are one of the way that you monetize. Correct. Your own speaking, obviously, correct. but it's almost that's almost its own thing because you're showing up and speaking. Correct. And then, and then what about, I do think of you as working with the big brands because early on when we met, you were very involved with Infusionsoft, which sure. is... Uh, you aren't the only reason, but one of the reasons why I hopped on board with Infusionsoft oh so long ago, because you were, I mean, that's how it works, right? People trust you. And then you say, Hey, this thing is good. We call each other, right? You're looking at, there's 10 choices. Oh, Pia drinks this kind of coffee or this kind of whatever it is. I'm going to try it. Right, right, right. So yeah, I always think of you as being involved with these larger companies, which is the opposite of what I do. Oh, how come? Like, do you, what do you have a background in big companies or what? (laughs) You like big companies? I went to NYU for the big company uh, degree, big BC, BCA, no. (laughs) Um, No, but the the bottom line of it is, and so there's two different things. So one at the time you knew me working for uh, Infusionsoft uh, was a contractor, but more employee there. But same type of model. But today, that is really where, for example, I have my Survive and Thrive uh, Summit. I did that April 23rd, coming up in August. Uh, that is an event I created. M- five hours of content, multiple speakers. Can't wait to have Pia there uh, for our uh, upcoming ones. Um, and that is sponsored by brands. So meaning if it helps people understand the model, that's where I, I have to sell. Salesforce, I think the one in April was Salesforce, AT&T, and Dell, where they paid me to be a sponsor. So that's my, when I say working with brands, that's that type of model. Or it could be a telecommunications company saying, Ramon, could you host a regular uh, a series of events for us online? So all of that is within the realm of either companies can say, we want to pay you to have content on smarthustle.com, the uh-huh. content side, uh-huh. or can we pay you to host an event, speak at an event? produce an event or et cetera. So that's, it's kind of all in one, but those are the two sides of it. One is a little more scalable than others. Gotcha. So if I'm hearing you right, it's you, you know, all the content creators and you know what the audience wants, right? The small businesses, and then you pull them together and either put on your own event and get the sponsors for it, or they hire you and they just say they want an event and great, you know, Correct. how to do this. Correct. You said it better than I could. That's exactly right. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> and no, I, I, mean, I love the model. I love learning about business models. Right. So yeah. And in a way, P, it's also kind of like, um, I'm a curator. Let's take you and I as an mm. example. I could see myself putting together the, the five hour, 50 business coaches, our business strategist event. Now, my model in that would be, you know, I don't work with people. So I couldn't, I don't know how to coach people. I mean, I'm sure I could figure it out and do it. But I'd say, hey, Verizon, we're going to have 20 of the best coaches in America together sharing their best tips. We're probably going to get 3,000 people at that online event. Would you like to sponsor it? That's what I do. Mm, Okay. And you must, I mean, over the years, you must have relationships with a lot of the major people or companies that sponsor. So you're kind of going back to these relations. I mean, is that a big part of it that you have developed these relationships over however long? Yeah, you have to, Pia. That is, that is, for sure. And I, I give, uh, not like people don't pay me for it, but I give courses and tips and try to help people with sponsorship. And I think that's the biggest part of it. Anybody as a right. word can bring people together. You know, the technology is open to us all, right? Anybody can right. use lead pages, landing pages, click funnels, keep, whatever. It doesn't matter, whatever yeah. the technology is. But I think the relationship is important. And that's my secret sauce over the years. Pretty yeah. much any brand, think of any top 1,000 brand, you know, not there's many tiny, tiny, smaller companies, but think of a, a, a PayPal or whoever it may be. They all know Ramon. Doesn't, they don't all give me money, but meaning <laughs> the no like, and trust. All right. brands have people who are heading small businesses, head of marketing. They know Ramon's name. So yes, that's my secret sauce, not secret to your audience, but if it mm-hmm. helps, knowing those names, knowing those brands and how I did it, P, if it's helpful, it's yeah, content. It's just, I, I happen to have a media company. I use mine. My monetization is not getting people to hire me for consulting. It's tempting sometimes, but more so since I produce so much SMB, small business content, all the players, as it were, who are mm-hmm. marketing to small businesses, follow me. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fascinating. So the first of all, let me just repeat a really important thing that you said, because cannot tell you how many people, including myself, have, have gone through the concept of, and then I'll just get sponsors. Like, I'll do this cool thing, and then I'll just get sponsors. And then it's very hard to get sponsors. Steve and I tried to do that. I think it was like six or seven years ago with a couple of art shows. And it was, we got in, we ended up being able to get in kinds. I've, I've actually looked for sponsors over the years, even before my business many times. And I've been able to get in kind sponsors, but that's about where it ended because I didn't even know that there was such a thing at, at the time, especially, obviously I, I get that more now. Having been in business for 10 years, I finally understand that. But it's all about that relationship. You can't just go out and get sponsors when you're nobody. You can try, but you're just in a pile. Yes. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, you are so right. It's the no like, and trust is so important. That's mm. where, you know, especially at the national level. And again, keep in mind the competitive, you know, am I in the same league as an ESPN? No. Now they, it's, it's a different side of the house, but take ESPN. Every brand knows ESPN. It's a matter of, do I have millions of dollars to spend on it? So here right. comes Ramon Ray. Different thing, but if it helps with the frame of reference, yeah. over the years- since I've been blogging, writing, tweeting. Mm-hmm. If anybody knows Microsoft front page, I doubt it. But that was like software where you take a CD, install it on your computer. And my first blog, I would save it three times a day. And FTP, file transfer protocol, FTP it up three times a day. So my point being, I've been doing this. I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> yeah. Now people are like, medium, publish. What's FTP? Right. <laughs> but yes. Which but- means no excuses, Correct. guys. doing the content doing the content doing the work and there's two sides pia as you know one Mm. side is of course educating our community right the community Mm -hmm. follow us about how to grow their businesses but then the other hand for me is working with the sponsors to monetize that to Mm. let my community see them and it's a good it's a good mix because the community trusts me the brands trust me and that's how i make a little living for the ray family Sounds sounds great. So another thing I just want to highlight that you just said, because the the concept is nothing new on this show. The application is new. You have used content, guys, content. Like all I do is tout the content flag and people think, I think people think that content is over or, oh, blogging is a thing of the past. Or I think there's a lot of marketing messaging. Like they say, write a blog, you know, that's not the way, you know, it's like, no, <laughs> that's the way that you build long-term credibility. Like you, cause you can't, you, you can't take away however many years <laughs> you've been doing this. Right, you can't right. take that credibility away from you. It, it won't disappear anywhere, especially cause you've got it on your smart hustle. Right. Absolutely. Pia. No, you're so right. Yeah. And thank you for that. And I think that, as you said, you and I, again, keeping in touch, I'm on your email list. And I would say the content, the part of the juicy part for those listening, as Pia has probably beaded that drum over <laughs> and over again, the blog is important, but I would say also combine it with the email newsletter. Because for yeah. me, the blog is good. But the reason how I know Pia, I see her smile every day, her book and things. <laughs> right. The email comes in and reminds me because it's hard to randomly let me go to the blog. But I think that two reasons people follow an email newsletter could be more. I'd like your opinion, you know, Pia, is that I think one is to learn from it. Yes, we want to learn from it. It has to be something that I'm being enriched in, which Pia does well. But two, it's the person. We're all small people. I'm not, I don't know, Drake or whoever big star. I'm just Ramon. You know, you've got a little followers here, little followers Mm -hmm. there. But my community, I'm in Pia's community. She's in my community. Mm -hmm. We follow each other until we decide not to. So that's what it's about. Yeah. Well, and I also, I mean, I stay subscribed to people's email lists for years that I may rarely open. And it's not because I don't like their emails because we all get a lot of email, but I just like seeing their name. (laughs) It's like, you don't want to forget. I don't want to forget that. Yeah. It's like, these are people I I like to remember are around because, and I like to see what they're up to. And every once in a while, I'll check in with them. I mean, I know there are people like that with me because sometimes at some point I had an email like a, like a cleaner email, you know, like after, if you don't open it for a certain amount of time, you get an email like, Hey, and I would get like angry emails. Like, I don't want to get it. So I'm subscribed. I'm like, okay, well you haven't been opening it. It's fine. Just, <laughs> just click and stay on. I think it's really important. I'm so glad you brought the email list up. Well, tell me a little bit about if, if the email is the other, is another big piece of it. How much do you 
think about, strategize, or is it just natural, like building your email list? How much of a priority is that? And where does it fit into your overall business strategy? Sure. I think there's a few different ways to do it. And I'll share one one thing that I don't do, not that you shouldn't do it, but okay. I know there's many of us, and I think we have a, one or two common friends who do this. Their email list, a lot of it, every email is, click here for my mastermind, click here for my course, click here for this. Not bad at all. I'm not saying it tongue in cheek. I really mean that's their style. Mm -hmm. you know, I know we have some common friends who do this. I follow them regular basis. Yeah, yeah. Because I like I like them. I want to know while they move to the Caribbean <laughs> or whatever it is. And that's that. For me, my style and part of it, I must say, P. I guess because also I don't have anything to sell yet. Meaning, you know, hey, anybody listening or you, P. I probably should monetize my own community more. Right. I just don't. Well, you do with the sponsors because they're paying attention to you. Yeah, you know what? You're yeah. exactly right. So yeah. what I meant was I don't have any, you know, click here to download or sometimes For I that. myself, I'm like, I should do it. But, but, <laughs> but what I do with my email, little newsletter, it's very personal. So there's very few things to sell directly. It's usually a click to attend my event, but a headline could be me and my wife just came back from vacation and the refrigerator broke, or it could be, I woke up late. Here's why I was angry at myself. Those are some of the headlines I do. And they're not just cute and to get people's attention. My tribe knows. No, if Ramon said he sprained his ankle, he did sprain his ankle. We can look on IG and see it. So it's personal, but again, not just personal, not like me, 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 but yeah. it's always a lesson. I, you know, I'm mowing my lawn. That's a silly, but you get what I'm saying. And then they know Think if they read about it. the meaning of life and, <laughs> and right. how it They're really read something to help no, them. I got you. Which is a great entryway to talking about your business because we talk about this on the show a lot. It's like your business is a great opportunity for personal growth and your life is a great way to look at those concepts as well. So they're yes. all related. Absolutely. So yeah. email is powerful. I think email is very powerful. Mm. For me, it's a, I use it I, again, going back to the personal brand, my book, celebrity CEO, going back to how can I, it, I'm it's building a fan base, building a community and, and having people connect with the brand Ramon Ray, because I know I'm listen, I'm small. I'm not keep or PayPal or any brand, Microsoft, Dell, and not even, you know, Seth Godin, any of these big stars, they have pretty huge brands, but I don't kid myself, Pia. Yeah, I have a nice little community, but I'm just Ramon. You know, you, I, nobody knows me, me, you know, in a global Well, form. I would say that's your brand, but I think yeah. everybody knows you. <laughs> you in my, I don't in my world, yeah, well, I mean, celebrity CEO, I would right. say that's spot you, on. In my world, you are famous. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, me, you know, we, we all shouldn't, and I don't kid myself that I'm not like a Jaguar where I can just say, Jaguar, everybody will go, oh, well, let's click on it. You got to right, work every right, day. Right to provide value every day. Every day. Well, and, you know, that is your brand. That's the kind of content you send in your email is yeah. this personal stuff. People feel like they know you. I feel like I know you. I mean, I've known you for, I, I really think it's more like eight or nine I years. So. It has uh, <laughs> but, you know, over the years, I feel like I know you and you feel, and I do the same thing. I mean, it's amazing, actually, when I meet people and I realize how much they know about me because <laughs> I, over the years, I've shared quite a bit. Can I ask you a follow-up question, Peter? Please. What Can. do you do about sharing too much? I know my wife, my family, and others, you know, for example, we're cognizant of taking pictures in front of our car that has a driver's light, that has the, the, the license plate. It could be silly. Anybody with a half brain could figure out where I live. You know, there's ways to hack the photo. <laughs> right. That's the only thing I'm kind of careful. Like, I don't, I don't mind taking photos in front of my door. It just may not have my my address, minor things just to not make it so yeah. easy for people to know he lives right there. But do you think through that or like even talking about my kids when they were younger? Now, social media, my kids are adults now. So how old are your kids? Was, uh, 22 and 25. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was careful when they were smaller. I may not, you know, it was a different time also. Social media wasn't as popular. But the point being, today now we're all on social. I'm curious thoughts on that, how much yeah. you share or don't share or do share. What do you do? Yeah, it's a good question. I actually, I, I think I have a pretty strong line between what I do and don't share. I like to be as open as possible right. about the things I share. But there, since quarantine, I've shared a little bit more sure. about my son. But until, and I, and I've, sh I showed, I think I've showed like one or two pictures, mm -hmm. but until then I literally, I mean, I had a baby and nobody knew. <laughs> I, just, I got it. So, that's pretty dramatic. <laughs> I, I would walk into co coffee shops to see people that I'm, you know, kind of friends yeah. with. And I, I was like seven months pregnant. And they I were like, it. whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a pretty strong line. But but I it's it's partially it's partially for that. And it's yeah. partially because I think it helps me also for my own living 
to not be thinking about everything in terms of social media, which is sure. really important to me. Got it. Um, because it's it's in my experience, at least, is that it's a very slippery slope to start to look through look at the world yeah. through a photo and post lens. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So sometimes Steve and I have gone on vacations where we I'm bummed that we don't have many pictures of it, but we purposefully like don't share or because I don't want to be experiencing it through the co through the con uh, context of sharing it. Yeah. So that's what it's more about for me. Got it. No, I appreciate that. And for me, the only thing I do, if it's helpful, I, I agree with you. My, yeah. my wife now, she takes a lot of pictures and posts them. But for me, I just save them to a private Google Photos just for five years from now when I'm dead. My kids can say, oh, look at yeah. that. He was almost 50 then and, you know, whatever it is. I know. That's what I'm saying. I want the photos and it's a fine line between right taking them all the time and um, taking them too much. Got it. Okay. So I actually, tell me a little bit about your book. Sure. Yeah. Appreciate it. It's called Celebrity CEO. It is indeed. And, and the, the premise is, again, so the book is all about simply my philosophy, Pia, of being the celebrity CEO. And what is that? I'm a firm believer that we all can be celebrities in some market in one of two ways. I think one is we can be a celebrity geographically. That doesn't mm. mean big oftentimes. That means Pia is known as the best cook in uh, the small island in Hawaii, everybody around there knows her. She's not trying to beat Whole Foods. She's not to beat Starbucks. Nope. It's just people in Queens or Nebraska, wherever P is at, they know she's the best cook in her bakery. So that's geographically. The mm -hmm. other one then could be by your uh, marketplace, by your professional market. So it could be going Pia, use her example as well. Let's say she's a hairdresser, salonist, or salon for celebrities. And that's probably not a great example. It's just a different one, like audio engineering. P is the best audio engineer for professional speakers that do voiceovers. That you can be known globally because it's a niche audience. So the premise of Celebrity CEOpia is that to build community, build a fan base, ask for a smile before you ask for a sale. My model, hence that's why I produce so much content, which works for me, doesn't have to be mm. everybody. But for me, I produce so much because I'm building the fan base, building the community. Then, as Gary Vee has often has said a few years ago, jab, 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 right hook. Share, share, share. Be my friend, be my friend. Hey, listen, would you like to buy something? Hey, share, share, share. You like me, you trust me, you trust me. I'm having an event next month if you want to buy a ticket. So that's kind of the model of celebrity CEO that as business owners, we can, we can all should be celebrities in some right. You are, Pia, by the fact of your podcast, of your blog, your email newsletter, that's building the celebrity status for a community. And I think anybody, Pia, who's not doing that, just you know, word of mouth marketing, not saying you can't build a business, but I, I dare say you may be leaving money on the table. I could not agree more. And I love how you just broke that down. And I, I've, you know, I think people are, some people are scared to put themselves mm. out there. What do you say to people like that? Because I encounter those people a lot. And, and to be um, perfectly candid, as much as I clearly have built a, a celebrity type of brand, right. like that was, that's clearly my strategy. Yeah. Um, I did it not because I wanted to be in front of the camera. I did it because I realized kind of what you're saying. I was like, this is going to be way easier if I put my face in front of it. And I know what I want ultimately. So I'm going to do this thing, which is use my face and kind of become a celebrity in my space. Some I, I do. And I tell people that. And sometimes they are, you know, they're they they're uncomfortable with it or, or what do you think about that? Should they still do it even if they're uncomfortable or? I think it's a powerful question. My wife is like that. She doesn't like to do the variety of reasons. So her face. So let me address it two ways and okay. you help me unpack this. Okay. I think one, there's the visual dimension for us, small businesses, us free. I'm not a freelancer really. I have a team of five, but for lack of a better word, I'll call myself a freelancer. I think if you can, if you're comfortable with it, the face, the image is our asset. Not because we know we're trying to be, oh, I'm cute. I'm, a, you know, handsy, you know, not kind of that side of the world, but just it's there's thousand speakers are a dime a dozen. You're a speaker, Pia. This is Ramon. And I'll show you one example how far I go. If you look at, you know, my business cards there, right? I have, mm -hmm. so meaning I'm, I could have a logo brand, but I'm using my face as this is Ramon. So that's one. Um, and He's got different photos on the backs. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> He's got awesome photos of him in different situations yes, on the back yes. of his Oh, that's right. That's right. Keep going. <laughs> so that's one. The visual image of who you are doesn't have to mean you have to do a new dress every day or new shoes every day, but getting people familiar, Pia Silva, Ramon Ray. So yes, you'll see a lot of my face and my imagery, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That's an asset that I use. Now, for those who don't want to use your image for whatever reason that you choose not to, which we don't have to go into on this show, but whatever reason that you know, 
I just don't want my face, my image, my body out there. I respect that and that's fine. I would say then use something else. It's going to be a little tougher because we always were scrolling. Ah, there's a face, you know, like I. And trust. Yeah. Easier to trust a yeah. face. Easier to trust. Pia, that's exactly right. Video humanizes and personalizes your brand. So that's a ninja. So mm. the other part is then do something. I, I was talking to somebody recently. No, about Seth Godin's uh, blog. And, and they happen to be, they're, they're blind, by the way. And they said to me, they th- we were talking about imagery. And they thought that Seth Godin used images in their blog because we are having a debate about images. And I said, no, every blog post he does, if you subscribe to it, you know, once a day he has a blog, there's no image. She said, really? So my point I'm trying to say, you don't have to have image on your face, but then you better have a darn good fiery headline. That better be some jacked up, like, wow, they said that? So it can work for sure. Mm. Yes, good point. I mean, if you've got a lot of personality in your words, people will, they don't need the face. They really get to know you. But that's that comes down to really good writing, <laughs> yes. Yes. which obviously yes. we both agree. Good writing in that, co- in that body of it, Pia, and then that headline. And you have to have it either way. But I think, you know, P and I and others who want to use their face and image, it's a little easier. People recognize us, you know, right. what we're doing. But but still, we have to, but the headline's important. And I, that's why for me, even whether it's email newsletter or social media, whatever it may be, headlines are important. You know, things like, would you like to have a water bottle? You know, I'm holding this up here as I talk to Pia right now. Okay, you could say that. But more so, you know, I don't I'm know. Come up with an amazing <laughs> subject line on the spot. <laughs> Plastic bottles in or out. I don't know. I don't <laughs> right. like that water. Who needs it? There we go. Now we're getting, now we're getting right. Oh, why uh, is better than water? Something fiery. <laughs> right. Like that. Okay. Since you brought him up, Seth Godin. So I, so, so you put on the smart hustle conference every year. I want to know what you're going to do this year in a minute, but you've done it a few years in a row. How many years in a row? 14, I believe it's been. 14. Oh, okay. Well, it was when I went a few years ago, it was really awesome. And Seth Godin was the keynote and I paid extra to be the VIP group that got to also get his book. (laughs) Yes. And and get him. I got a signed copy of his book which side note, he self-published. And, I, and that was my question to him. I was like, why'd you self-publish? He was like, because at this point, there's no reason not to. Like I got all the fans, which I thought was brilliant and I'm in total agreement with. Seth Godin, he's he's a star. Yep. How'd, you, how'd you get him? How do, you, how do you know him? Like, tell us a little bit about that because that's sure. fun. Yeah, so I, I think it's, it's about trust. So one, I followed him for years. Uh, two, Seth, like Mark Cuban and a few other big time celebrities, check their own email and are pretty accessible and open. They respond fast and quick. So point taken. I've had dialogues with Mark Cuban, but it's all public. It's meaning, really? It's easy to find it. So my point is, oh, Seth Godin, trust. He's a marketer. I'm a marketer in similar circles. And really, Pia, this, there's no secret to it. I paid him. Not like underhand or a bad way. He has a speaker fee. And I was able to, those who are listening can guess where I got the money from. Where did I get it from? My sponsors. Yes. Oh, you guys are catching on. Amazing. That's it. I turned around and said, hey, Seth's fee is X, Y, Z or whatever the deal we struck. And that's that. Now, so that's not in a bad way or crass, but he me of saying things like I wanted to pull. Hey, Seth, you know, I follow you. I'm a I'm a fervent fanboy. You know, could you come for free? Whatever it is. And I'm sure he generously donates and does that for libraries and others. But this is a business event. So he's like, Ramon, I'd love to do it, but I can't do it. Right. That forced me to, to come up with the money. So meaning I paid him. But again, in fairness, as he said from stage, I'm sure he gets a lot of opportunities. So I'd like to think he doesn't just say yes, anybody who gives him a check because he probably has a lot of money thrown at him. So he I'm has sure. to make a choice to do yeah. that or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. No, that's that's great. I mean, yeah, Seth Godin, it would it would have to be for quite a cause. Correct. For him to do it for, for free. Correct. And I'm sure tons of people ask him. Correct. Correct. Um, and that. I was glad that he said yes and generously, you know, brought the house down. And I think I've been on stage with him two or three times, in fact, at my events and I think one at somebody else's event. So it's good. I like him a lot, good people. And, and listen, I think he's a good speaker. I like what he says. Some people listening may not like him and that's okay. But there's a few people who I look, look up to. Steve Harvey's another, you know, there's some politics of it people may not like, but it's, it's an entertainer. 
Steve Harvey and Seth Godin, ironically, one black guy with a shaved head, one white guy with a shaved head. You know, and you have a shaved head. I do too. You, you, so you have a fit. So I have to shave my head. Yeah, yeah, I like that idea. But I like Seth Godin. I like how he says in his uh-huh. powerpoints. Steve Harvey, I just like his groove, his hustle, his flow, his comedy. Uh-huh. That's just for me. You know, I just so not follow them like, oh, I want to be like them, but I admire them. I like, I kind of study a little bit how they do what they do. And uh-huh. Yeah. Very cool. And and you know, it's so funny because Seth Godin, like if I told my friend who's not an entrepreneur, if I mentioned Seth Godin, she would have no idea who I was talking about. <laughs> But in certain spaces, he's like one of the biggest celebrities, right? Which is so funny about celebrity these days, Mm -hmm. because you can be that person in your space. That's right. But what, you know, it must have been more expensive to have him than than other people. So what was the decision making? I don't want to presume to know, like, it's worth it. Sure. You know, so you're right. It's a good question. So I think this is decision making. And this is even what I what I'm. My model has been, again, I'm changing some things, like you said, by the way, about the small, the Smart Hustle Conference. Probably won't do one in person this year. Online is working so well. But the point is, I'm a firm believer, and if this helps people who are listening, Apina, yeah. I think you have to take risk, reasonable risk. I knew mm-hmm. having him, if it didn't work out, I wasn't going to starve to death. I wasn't right. going to not be able to pay my rent or whatever. So for me, being the celebrity CEO, it was worth it for me to have, you mentioned it, right? Seth right. Godin bringing right. up my peeps. P is a busy lady. Hey, P, right. I'm having Jane Doe come in and talk about Twitter. I like your mom, but that day I'm going to go eat a bagel with a friend. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Seth Godin come. Oh. So my point being, doing yeah. that causes not only just more people, but right for my goal, my sponsors, I want peers of the world, if that makes sense, that I'm saying to come out. Yeah. So for, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. for me to project. Oh, yeah. I don't Jane, go to any events. Right. And I certainly don't upgrade to VIP most of the time. Right. And for me to upgrade my game, for me to upgrade my business, for me to connect with better sponsors, more sponsors, my model, you have to invest Mm. and bring those people. So would I do it again? Yes. I, I, hence I have no doubt that one day I'll probably be paying a pretty penny, which is over six figures for a Steve Harvey, praying a pity Mm. penny for a Mark Cuban. That's my model. And I'll do it. You know exactly how I'll get the money. So Mm -hmm. I'll be doing Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So are you a Shark Tank fan? Oh, all day. I can drool. I, you know, Shark Tank <laughs> okay, all day. <laughs> Between Matt Damon of Bourne, Taken, Liam Nelson, uh, a few others like that. You know, you can tell kind of the military slant. And okay. uh, Shark Tank, I'm a good guy. All day long. Did you like The Prophet? Oh, Prophet is awesome. Mark okay. Simonis. Okay. And I, oh, if you go to uh, uh, YouTube.com slash Smart Hustle, I had an interview with Marcus Limonis. That's one of the oh, highest did. rated views on my channel. Ah. Still tiny. It's not millions, but yeah, I like Marcus Limonis. I love him. I, I, for a while there, I don't know if it's still, I have to revisit it. For a while there, my kind of big BHAG goal was to be the Marcus Limonis yes. of small service businesses because I just love the whole vibe. And yep. it's kind of changed a little bit. I feel like it's, I don't know. It's evolved. Have you noticed? I mean, it hasn't been on for a while, but it's kind of evolved and it's a little less businessy. It feels like it's more just charity, which is mm-hmm. fine, but it, it lost a little bit of that business yeah. spark. You know what I mean? It's amazing how so many things evolve. It's funny. I was watching, as you can so my slant is like military Navy SEAL stuff in shows. And I don't know what it is, Pia, but I was watching a show. It's on ABC or NBC called The SEALs, The Unit, something like this. Mm-hmm. The first shows, and again, people don't like what I'm about to say. It's okay. Forgive me. But, you know, gunfire Good. and rescuing hostages and terrors and all this. Yeah. And then it got to more like be a um, lifetime drama. Like the third episode or fourth was like him and his girlfriend, him and his wife. They were walking on beaches. I'm like, okay, that's just not what I wanted. Right, right, right. <laughs> so it's, it's like uh, Law and Order used to just be about the trials, and then all of yeah. a sudden there was all this backstory, and you're like, let's get back to right. solving the crime, guys. Okay. Right. So let me ask you this: Let's talk about hustle. Yeah. Because you called, you called it smart hustle. Did you call it Smart Hustle 14 years ago? Uh, well, no. So I sold. So my no. first company was a Small Business Summit, which I sold when I first started my business. Yes. Then I yes. launched Smart Hustle about five years, give or take a go. I- okay. I thought so. Yes. Okay. And this concept of hustle, it can be a little controversial. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by Smart Hustle? Sure. 
Here's what I mean, and, I, and I'll, I'll quote two people who I look to to a degree okay. when I think of this. One, the book Profit First by Mike Michalowicz about- Which I love. Yes, making yeah. money, having a profit. Now, for mm -hmm. those listening who are just starting out, you can't pay your rent, I feel for you. I've mm -hmm. been there. So I'm not no begrudging at all, but I want you to get to probably listening to Pia making more money in your business. So that's one half of that, Pia. Other half, Dave Ramsey, Entree Leadership, and others who are in leadership, you probably touch on that in the work you do, being a better leader. Not mm -hmm. just Twitter and Facebook and retargeting, but making money and being a better leader. So when I think of smart hustle, to answer your question directly, Pia, mm -hmm. my point is that the hustle and grind is good. I'm hustling. I'm hustling. I'm tweeting more. I'm doing my email newsletter. Stuff that Pia and I believe on. You know, I'm, I'm getting clients. All that you got to do. But slow down and do it smartly. Do you have systems and processes? Are you hiring right? Are you being a leader? Are you, you know, paying yourself first? And I don't, I'm terrible in money, so I can't even talk to it. But knowing your work, Pia, because I'm on your email list, things that you talk about and teach and what you help people do all day. So my point being, that's Pia what I mean about smart hustle. Anybody can create a lemonade stand. Anybody can, oh, we have a new, I don't know, super glue company, Gorilla Glue. You know, whatever it may be. Uh, but the point is, is that. Talk about a good brand. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's a very good brand. <laughs> but anybody can do anything as it were hustle. But I think to build a sustainable business, and I think Pia may agree with this. I'd like to know your thoughts. Yeah. That doesn't mean a billion dollar company. Doesn't mean one even that's, you know, huge. I'm in my home office living the life I want. Me and my wife can go on dates. I can wash my car right now. This is what I want to do. But I'm building profitability and I want to be a better leader and live a life I want. So when I say big or grow, not talking about, you know, being Netflix. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm right there with you. And it's it's one of uh, my core tenets that I've been talking about a lot more recently, which is success isn't one thing. Yes. And you really got to know what success is for you or else you'll never get there. Correct. And I think when people start out, I think a lot of people, they have two ideas of success. One is like, I just need it to work. And success means lots of money. Yes. And there's, it's almost like there's no in-between, but the success is in the in-between. <laughs> oh, that is so – see, that you are just like – I just I think know. in blog posts. <laughs> <laughs> and now let me give you my three reasons. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think that is so powerful. You will hit – and you'll hit success a lot sooner yeah. when you know that – you know, going on dates with my wife, yeah. you know, being able to work out of my home and, and, and go wherever I want. That's what success means to me. Then, you know, when you hit it right, and then right. you can enjoy it and just enjoy the journey of yes. continuing to do it. And to your point about enjoying the journey, Pia, to those who are newer in business, keep in mind. And I, again, knowing Pia's mindset, I know she'll agree with me on this. We're not saying it's easy. I know Pia works no. harder than anybody else. I work harder than anybody else. So my point is, but that's part of the journey. I, I read a lot about Navy SEALs. You're getting a theme here. I read about, mm -hmm. a lot about Navy SEALs and stuff. Yeah. And they say- They're the most badass people exactly. in the world. Except yeah, for, yeah. Except for me and Pia. <laughs> and they, they, they're they used to being wet and used to just being uncomfortable. But they love yeah. every minute of it. So I think that's what entrepreneurship <laughs> and running a small business is like. You got to do your invoices. You got to wake up early. You got to be rejected. You got to hear no. You got to sell. You're worried. You're anxious. You're frustrated. But I just wouldn't go to a full-time job unless I had to feed my family. I just right. do something else. Right. Well, so, you know, this this concept of hustle, um, I think the reason I think it's controversial is, well, first of all, I'm a natural hustler. Yeah. So are you. Yeah. I think entrepreneurs are natural. I mean, I like to work to a fault. Right. I actually, there's like a weird sick thing about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like working too hard. And I think I did that in a very, in a probably negative way for quite a while because it was, it was hurting other parts of my life, like my, like my health, sure. like, you know, eh, I'll just work more. That's fun. So I've kind of come around the bend on that. And I am, I, I'm almost like the opposite now in the sense that I am constantly pushing against my mm. inner desire to work too hard. <laughs> yeah. and trying to take that smart hustle part and be super smart. And I put boundaries in where I really like can't work, you know, okay, fine. If you're going to work like that, but you can only work like that in like these two hours, yeah. <laughs> like that's it. And so I, I kind of rail against the hustle in mm -hmm. some ways because I think what I experienced 
was that, and this is what you're saying with the word smart in front of it. What I experienced was that you can get caught up in the hustle and just be hustling and you're not going anywhere almost. I mean, like I was stuck in that in the networking world, mm-hmm. you know, taking the subway in the yeah. morning and not coming home till 10 o'clock and, and it's like coffee all day and I'm hopped up on caffeine. And, and it's like, great. Another Starbucks well, yeah. meeting. I'm like, with them. I'm so meeting much. them. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of constantly dancing around the idea of hustle yes. and and trying not to hustle in many ways. You see what I'm saying? Smart hustle. <laughs> smart hustle. Well, that's exactly it. Because there's much more it, joy in that, Pia. I mean, as you're finding, yes. there's much more joy in the smart hustle or doing whatever you want to call it. But the point is just grinding every day, another networking meeting, got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. And then you're looking at the end of the month, did it make you more money? Uh, did, did it make you more business? And again, times that we're in right now, and I hate to say it as a trite, but at a difficult time, people are still, depending yeah. on the business, you're in the ebb and flow of business. But overall, is that uh, there's much more beauty to have clear systems and procedures and processes. And even myself, Pia, I'm on a growth for myself. The thing I that I don't have is consistent, repeatable revenue. I'll just mm. say it out loud and confess it. That's what I'm looking towards. Part of it, because I'm not selling yeah. like a product or anything, but I hope right. to get to that. And I'm blessed. Mm. Money's coming in. It's just- Right. I, that's it's on thing. events. Yes. It's mostly on events. Correct. Correct. Gotcha. And whether I do events right. every month and it's repeatable, but that's what I'm not doing yet is looking- Well, and your speaking piece. These are all, right, which- Makes sense. It's how I built my business too, kind of on these service and you can get it to be a very profitable thing, but it's still, it's still a a one-off, Right. which by the way, nothing wrong with that, especially if you've built quite a reputation, like you will always be a coveted speaker because you've built this foundation. I mean, I I feel the same way about our our branding business because it's the same model as yours. It's like, because a lot of people have looked at my branding business and said, but you need the recurring revenue. They don't see it as sustainable because it always requires new clients. But it's very similar to yours in that, no, if you have enough of that foundation, even if they're not the same clients, you can trust that there's always going to be another client behind them because you've built that reputation. That's right. So it's not a recurring model in the in the traditional sense, but you and I both have a recurring type of model because That's of that, point. right? That's, you're, but, so maybe I, I let me rethink that. So you've helped me just today, P, and I didn't even pay you for this, and I got there. You go. <laughs> there you go. Well, happy to do it because I want you to see, like, you got that. You've got that solid, that solid, um, repeatable income. And now I can see, I mean, I'm in the same boat too. Like we're, you know, we're, we're living parallel lives in that way. I'm also building recurring revenue for that exact thing through online courses. And I think what we're saying is what I'm hearing is that even though we're doing well, in some way or another, we're always looking to do better. So for me, I'm not complaining, but to your point, I'm thinking and not, and not in a hustle way, like a panic, what are I going to do next? But it's just like, what's next? Right. I'm sure you think about it. Me, I'm close to 50 and I'm thinking, where do I want to be when I'm 60 or 70 or even when I'm 52? So hence Mm -hmm. make that happen things that you teach your clients so well, probably I have to do stuff to make that happen. So, yeah. Well, and also that's just in our nature, right? That's right. Because <laughs> we're entrepreneurs. Well, so as I alluded to in the beginning, I know you have a couple of other things going on, especially, I think it's, you said it's not a nonprofit, but it's a social venture, or would you just say it's not incorporated, but it is a nonprofit or yeah, tell me about it. So in light of the, the racial issues and uh, tensions that have, that have happened in the past few weeks and that the conversation in our country, taking the politics out is still going on. I think talking about race and discrimination, regardless of your politics is always good. So I think, there's, mm-hmm. but the results of it happened. The point is I had created something called the black education fund, which is to fund uh, education for youth in particular, this time shining a light on black youth. So Pia, we raised about $10,000 for a nonprofit. Uh, and I'm moving towards probably making a youth education fund, kind of shifting it a bit in the future. So that's one thing I'm working on. My survive and thrive summit, encourage people survive and thrive summit.com. It's free. Mm. Come on. Cause you know why it's free. Come on down and sign up. <laughs> right. As you get my model, people are like Ramon, how yeah. do you make money? Well, that's how I make my money. Right. So sign up for that. And those are some things I'm working on, Pia, just cool. living life, enjoying it. And I hope to go on a wilderness hike in a few weeks oh. or months as well. I, for the first time I'm doing that as well. So did you raise money for another nonprofit that exists? So you raised the money and donated it? Correct. I thought exactly. about, you know, and again, I'm still evolving what I'm going to do. I am going yeah. to do something to educate mm-hmm. more. I'm a firm believer that the best way to help any person, but in particular a young person, is to educate them. That's yes. Line. So my passion is education on entrepreneurship and personal financial literacy. It's a weakness of mine, as I said, money and all that. But 
I think as we help people to not be in debt, et cetera. So yes, the model will be Pia. I'm debating it, but I probably won't create a nonprofit of my own. I may eventually, mm-hmm. but for right mm-hmm. now, just so I can, I can only do so much is to have an entity, but pass through. And so when Pia donates or whoever the money, you know, we bundle the 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 and give it to another organization. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, that is my greater mission too, is to educate youth on entrepreneurship a hundred percent. And, you know, in, in, general when it comes to nonprofit initiatives and there's lots of causes I think are sure. worthy but most of them if I don't have any sort of additional knowledge that other people don't have I just think you donate money but that's one space where I'm really interested in actually donating time but I have I but I want it to be super effective yes yes so you know you don't want to be doing 101 stuff with a group of kids because there are other people who can do that and right. it's better for you to do something else, make money and donate. But I'm I'm really interested in in participating in something. Yeah. And I, I actually it's been an eye-opening it. because I know nothing about the nonprofit space, but I had about 10 interviews, which to me is a lot. Just I interviewed several nonprofit leaders and others about the nonprofit space in particular youth. So I've learned quite a bit. I mean, the, the bottom line just to share with you and your community. Yeah, please. Suggestions I've learned were especially for those of us who want to support. Uh, yeah. was one suggestion was start grassroots. That was one. Mm. I mean, you can give to the Boys and Girls Club of America, but they have a zillion dollar endowment, which is great. Nothing bad about them. It's just there's a lot of other smaller nonprofits that if Pia gave 5000 10000 20000 they would cry and think it was everything for them. You give it to the, the Red Cross or Salvation mm-hmm. Army, yeah, 20000 is nice, but right, they've got it. They probably don't even can write you a letter. They'll send you an email confirmation. Okay. So. But devil's advocate, let me ask you this, and this is a big uh, thing for me because efficiency and profitability are so big for me. I I know I have a pull to bigger organizations because I believe, whether this is right or not, that there is efficiency in the in a more seasoned or established right. nonprofit. And you wanna when you're donating money to a cause, you want as much of that as possible to go right. to the cause itself. And I worked in a nonprofit briefly or like I interned at a nonprofit for like three months. It was awful because I was so annoyed by all the inefficiencies, yes, yes. <laughs> which no, hurt right. my heart. Yes. No, your devil's <laughs> but I'm not advocate. saying that that's the case. I'm right. just saying. No, your devil's advocacy is correct. And I think that giving it to a large organization, you're pretty much guaranteed good stuff is going to happen with it. It's full disclosure. What percentage of that money goes to the overhead? which probably quite mm-hmm. a bit of that. So you're right in that. And I think yeah. a happy medium, I should give more full disclosure, yeah, yeah. grassroots, not necessarily to Melissa, who has, you know, just her, and she's <laughs> taking your $20,000, mm-hmm. could work. But it's more so the happy medium is a, is a mature grassroots organization. You know, mm-hmm. they have a staff of two, three, four already. So if that helps, and I thought gotcha. for me, that's why I wanted to do it. I can be on the board, maybe. I can... I can call gotcha. the foundation director directly. I can see it. I'm a big deal to them. So you're right. right. Both can work. But ah. you're right. You don't want it too grassroots. Like, hey, Pia, you got an extra fifty thousand? Can you give me? Right. Oh. Right. So that, to your point, yeah, more so yes. kind of a, a smaller one. If you wish to go the route that 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 when you knock on the door, hey, it's Pia. Red Cross will know you're meeting at the highest level. So that's kind of what I'm more. Yeah. So we just need like clear, clear directions on on where the best place to put the money. Which goes to trust you. When when I launched this, I launched it as a Facebook fund. When I said, hey, I'm Ramon. I'm launching the Black Education Fund, raising money. Thousands of dollars poured in like that because of me. Again, not because I'm anything, but the trust of my fan base. So Absolutely. And they trusted that you were going to donate it to the right place. Correct. Exactly. Because they trust you. Exactly. Okay, so last question. Smart Hustle, uh, Survive and Thrive. Oh, thank you. Surviveandthrivesummit.com. Surviveandthrivesummit.com. So uh, are these are these the ways that you build your email list, build your, your audience, mm-hmm. thereby then being able to invite people yep. to your events and such? And this one in particular, now this is, a, to, again, a sharing of my back-end process to help the audience as you're yeah, learning. Please, this I is appreciate sponsored it. sponsored event. So I built a landing page, a way to buy tickets or, or register people. So that was that. Yeah. And got speakers together, 20 speakers, five-hour yeah. content. And then went to sponsors and said, I'm having this event. We expect over a over 1,000 people. The last one had over 2,000 people. And yeah. sponsors signed up. And this one, we have two sponsors, NetSuite and Dell again. We'll probably have one or two more. Google and others may join in. And uh, we're doing it. So, yes. Yeah, so, this is a this is my way of uh, monetizing, not just building my list. This is a, right. a, this is a product that I'm selling oh, gotcha. to sponsors. 
Gotcha. So the more people that sign up, the more the sponsors will pay you. Well, the, the, the payment is flat per se, but the more they'll be happy. So not that's not quite a correlation. Gotcha. Oh, okay, okay. Is what it is. Gotcha. But yes, in a year or two or three, now imagine this year I'm saying we had over 2,000. Let's say right. in three years, we had over 50,000. Now we're right. on a scale. Right, right, right. Okay, gotcha. But it is a rolling summit because you, you, you launched it in April. Correct, correct. correct. Gotcha. Yeah. And now Very cool. In-person events are no more. So, you know, but, but in a way, and those who are hurt by COVID had relatives die, my compassion's to you. But having said that, COVID had some good things, I think, for many of us, meaning it caused us to think. So I would never have had a Survive and Thrive Summit series probably thinking online because my sponsor's too online, Ramon. Yeah, that's kind of even like a Zoom thing. Right. We're all online. My event looks pretty good to them. They're look because they're right. opportunities. Right, right. Oh man, I remember when I got the email for that. I was like, that was quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really <laughs> you were on it, which is which is totally on brand for you. I feel like <laughs> you are you are uh first to market or you know, your face is there when things are happening. You're always there to show up. And I think that really that's part of your brand. Yeah. I think that's what I think a lot of people like about you and trust you and and that's why they look to you. Something happens. Well, what do you have to say about it? Which I think is cool, which I think is really cool. I try. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on and being so candid and telling us about your business. I mean, I'm so fascinated by how people use these different mechanisms we call business to enjoy their lives. And you're a perfect shining example of it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Peter, you're welcome. And thank you for being an example to all of us. Thank you for serving your community. Thank you for being uh, so authentic, so credible, uh, and an amazing uh, coach, strategist, consultant, uh, shoulder to cry on for so many people that you <laughs> serve. So thank you, Pia Civil, as well. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. To join the next Survive and Thrive Summit for free, go to SurviveAndThriveSummit.com. Five hours, 20 speakers, all live. And for oodles of great small business content, including interviews with top business leaders, go to SmartHustle.com. Also, if you know other entrepreneurs who are struggling to put their business in its place and could benefit from hanging out with us, please share this podcast with them. Hard work can only take you so far. It's how you show up in your business that really makes the difference. And to make sure that you don't miss an episode of Show Your Business Who's Boss, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast player. Taking inspiration from Ramon today, think about what space you could be a celebrity in. Maybe it's a geographic space. Maybe it's in a specialty. Maybe it's both. You may also want to revisit the four angles formula in my book about how to find the intersection of your niche, which will also help you find your opportunity to build your celebrity. I'll link to a free copy of that chapter in the show notes at piasilva.com. Start to identify your opportunity for celebrity, and that may just be your next step in showing your business who's boss. 